0: good morning friends how are you it is april 13 episode 50 and day 28 of the covid response can you believe it it has already been 50 episodes since we started i have to say I didn't know how the podcast was going to morph. Um, you know, my focus is and always will be to security and to helping people become safe or stay safe and secure, no matter where they are or where they go. But it's 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 been different. I, I wouldn't have imagined where it goes. You know, I've always wondered. You know, talking about this is the 50th anniversary. I've always wondered. What do you do when you have a good idea? And it, it's my idea. It's my desire to support uh, family and friends and people that I don't even know. So my, my thought was, I'll have a podcast. I mean, I can't reach everybody, but I can reach a lot of people. And um, it's a good idea to keep things available to others. My desire is to help people. And um, I think it's it's fantastic we have this opportunity through a podcast to, to leave this legacy for others. And well, there you are. But how do you start? And do you start with everything written out? And so initially with the podcast, I did have everything written out. I mean, I actually read everything. And then I moved from that to uh, an outline and, um, well, there's just been very different iterations of the, of the podcast. Now, as it stands, I'm sure that I hope that we continue to get better and better uh, over time and, and uh, tools will become better. And how do we, you know, how we record is going to be better. Um, but this is all based on, on your input. And your, your desires, your calls to me, your emails and messages, I do appreciate all of them. And I'm just happy to be here. I can't wait to see what the next 50 episodes is going to look like as it takes us way past the COVID scare that we are living in today. So, do you know what is going on in, uh, in England? So in England, over the last couple of days, uh, the Church of England has removed some of their priceless paintings, silver, jewelry, all right, jewelry, silver, uh, pendants, and uh, uh, statues, and, and uh, items, to the Tower of London. And uh, the reason being is because they're concerned of looters. They're concerned that looters are going to come in and take these items from the Church of England. So they've put them into the Tower of London, which is just fine. But it highlights the fact that, hey, criminals have not agreed to the self-isolation that so many people are putting themselves under. That's right. Criminals have not decided to agree, have not agreed to, um, to be safe during this uh, coronavirus. And I think that is just plain hilarious. Of course. Yeah, criminals are criminals. And I think this is something else that's really you know, funny. You know, people talk about the you know, Second Amendment. Now, for those people who are not Americans, you may not know what the Second Amendment is. But in the Constitution, the Second Amendment to our Constitution says that we have the right to carry and bear arms, to own and bear arms. Not only is it the right, the actually the amendment is directed toward the government. And it says that the government shall make no law against the carrying of a gun. So it's just implicit that everyone, every citizen of the United States can own and carry a gun. So um, <laughs> here we have the coronavirus and the um, bad guys are, are not obeying the law and there are so many people currently trying to restrict gun gun owners rights and authorities with a law and we're finding out that criminals don't pay attention to laws <laughs> shocker right we should we should always be <laughs> we should we should not fall under the, that assumption that a law fixes something. A law never fixes something. A law is something that the government makes up to control the people that live under its its authority. That's what a law is. It doesn't create compliance. It is just a tool to be used by authorities to... Mm, require that compliance be met. And there's laws that people uh, agree to and there's laws that people don't agree to. And uh, which, is, which is kind of unusual. Like for instance, the law so currently on the federal government, there's a law that says that marijuana is against the law. To have, to smoke, to use, to transfer, to sell marijuana is against the law. But there are states who have decided we are not going to obey that federal law and we are going to say that it is lawful. Well, well, there is another uh, law that says that you cannot create a law that, that conflicts with federal law. So a, a smaller court cannot say something is legal when a higher court has said that it isn't. And that's the point. So we have this ongoing uh, struggle between the federal, the state, and the local governments all the time. And but local governments cannot make a law that that conflicts with a state law, and the state law cannot make a law that conflicts with the federal law. And yet here we are, creating laws that are in conflict. So then the question is, what are laws? Are laws something that we need to obey or not to obey? That's a good question. And, you know, let's go back to the security professional that I am. You know, when you have a crisis team or when you have a ruling, a procedure, a policy from the corporation, but no one follows it, is it really a procedure? Is it a policy or is it just a suggestion? I think that's really important to define, you know, if a company has a policy and a procedure and yet they don't invest their time in supporting it and saying that it is the right thing to do, well then it will definitely fall on its face because no one will give it the support it needs to continue to live. And eventually it'll be written off the books. So it's important as we go through as security professionals, you create your policies and procedures. One, those policies and procedures have to be easy to understand. They have to be um, and easily accountable. In other words, you should be able to define how is it that you're going to see whether or not a person does or doesn't do that policy or procedure. And then that has to be pushed out to as many people as possible and they have to sign up for it. They have to agree to follow that policy. If not, you're going to have a lot of issues. So uh, crime. You know, as we're addressing the COVID response, you would expect, expect that uh, there may be some influence on our crime rates. And I've looked online and I've found an interesting and yet conflicting data. On one hand, I've seen uh, reports that say that crime is actually on a decrease. And I'll have all these links in the description below. And and on some, it says that there's been a dramatic decrease, 10% decrease in crime. But then in others, like for instance in Omaha, we're seeing that crime is actually increasing. (laughs) And then in Chicago, where they said crime is decreasing, they're also saying that it is increasing with aggravated assaults and... um, and, and gun-related uh, violence, so I'm not exactly sure what they're trying to say. I think they're they're cherry-picking some of these reports. I think they are looking at um, maybe maybe drug activity, because I did see a couple of reports saying that drug activity is kind of low, and the reason being is that their their uh, clients are not getting out of their homes to purchase drugs. Um, so the police officers are not arresting those people and not arresting the sellers on the street, which then asks, you know, begs the question, what kind of reporting are we doing? What is the most, where is this uh, crime rate coming from? Is it all coming from drug-related activity? And if so, should we be reporting it that way? is drug related activity the buying and selling okay not not, not the uh, hollywood gun chases uh, car chases and gun fights and territorial disputes but should we consider these um these drug transactions a purchase and sell of drugs a criminal a criminal you know rating should we should be thinking about this considering it or is this really something other should we stop criminalizing drugs should we decriminalize it and why have we criminalized drugs i mean i'm getting way off of (laughs) what i normally talk about but it's really interesting as we talk about uh crime rates why is it that we are using these numbers. What numbers are we using to to justify the amount of police officers we have or budgets for crime? Well, in any case, crime is going up, and if you want to look at it a different way, crime is going down because of the COVID nineteen scare. I did notice something really interesting the other day that Planned Parenthood has been forced to close many of its locations in. Um, many of its locations in New York City, and having to lay off a lot of people too, which is hilarious because it's those, um, it's hilarious in that by closing these uh, abortion clinics, we're actually saving more lives than the amount of uh, COVID patients are, are passing away, which I think is interesting, it's beautiful, and it's, um, it's something to note for sure all right so let's talk about uh john hopkins university and new york city's numbers why don't we yeah why don't we so john hopkins university has six thousand eight hundred and ninety eight deaths associated with the covid 19 virus in new york city and new york city's health department website they have identified six thousand one hundred and eighty two that's right it's a delta of 716. So, according to John Hopkins, there have been 716 more deaths in New York City than New York City. So, I'm not exactly sure, once again, which one is telling the story correctly, or if any one of them are. (laughs) Just, I would assume, that's all, just I assume that New York City would have the better numbers. But then again, uh, John Hopkins University is a highly renowned and recognized university and so they should have really good numbers as well. But the difference of 716 is quite dramatic. You know, I can see maybe 10, 20, you know, difference a difference of 10 to 20 people, but 716, um, that's really close to three quarters of a thousand people difference. Boy, that sounds dramatic, three quarters of a thousand. 716, let's just keep it at that, 716. That is dramatic. I don't think um, someone is telling us the truth. But who knows, maybe uh, they are both right in some strange parallel universe. They're both right. <laughs> And it's time to start talking about what are you gonna be doing to keep yourself just mentally healthy and positive? You know What is it? How are you gonna handle it? I'm hoping that you're gonna be doing at least some of the things that I'm gonna be doing, which is eating healthy, getting out, getting some exercise, getting some sunshine. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, it is a beautiful 60 something degrees outside and I am definitely gonna go outside and get some sun. I'm not going to say that I'm going to take my shirt off and get some sun straight on my body, but <laughs> getting outside in the sunshine and in the the cool, brisk air is going to be so refreshing. So I'm hoping you're staying positive, getting outside, doing those things, reducing your alcohol content. I know consumption I know it's hard but I you know it's best it is best we're talking about mental health here so reduce your alcohol content reduce that any kind of drugs that you are using which may include um, but not necessarily Coffee, a lot of tea. <laughs> those two also can uh, can affect your mood. So, kind of reduce those. Get some sun. Get some activity going on. Move your body. Whatever you can do, whether it's you know jumping jacks at your house, maybe go out for a walk, uh, maybe just moving around in your in your in your chair. Do some yoga, uh, do some good breathing exercises. You'll be surprised that good breathing exercises can bring a lot of oxygen in your body and increase your positive, increase your mood, increase your positive mental outlook on life. So I encourage you to do that today. I, uh, I love all of you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It is impressive to see the outpouring of love, of um, attention, and your emails, I appreciate it very, very much. You don't know how much it means to me. Thank you, and I will talk to you again soon. And remember, until tomorrow, you are security.